Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Greetings, humans. You have entered the command zone, your destination for all aspects of Elder Dragon Highlander. Enjoy your stay. Busy bee, busy bee, music, music. It's busy, busy, busy bee. Command zone. You know, I used to go to preschool and it was called Busy Bee Preschool. Really? Oh, that's so cute. Little Josh Glee Choir at Busy Bee Preschool. That's adorable. And that's the show. Hey, everyone, how's it going? You're listening to The Command Zone. I'm your host, Jimmy Wong. How's it? It's Busy Bee Preschool. Josh Lee Choir. I mean, Busy Bee Lee Choir. <laughs> Busy Bee Lee Choir. Is that supposed to be what I sounded like when I was uh, in preschool? Maybe. Yeah, I guess so. Um, <laughs> so, right now, we're recording this early, but Josh is in another part of the world. Yep, I'm in, I don't even know when this is playing. I'm in probably <laughs> Singapore is my nice, guess nice. somewhere. Yeah, I, You better I, take a lot of pictures. I'm excited to hear about the trip when you come back. I mean, if you should be following me on Twitter because there's hopefully going to be a lot of pictures yeah, posted that's on right. Twitter. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Um, so we're doing two special question and answer episodes that we asked uh, users for uh, you, uh, some listeners. We asked you on Twitter to send in some questions. So we're going to do uh, two of these episodes. This is the first of the second, uh, first of the second. This is the first of the two episodes. You'll hear the next one probably next week on right. Thursday. I believe. Yep, these are going to be a little bit quick, but we did want to make sure that you were getting the normal amount of content even while I was gone. So, yeah, exactly. We're here for you guys, guys. We are here for you guys. We're not burning out, I swear. <laughs> um, all right, let's, without further ado, let's just jump into the QA. Yeah, and I'm excited. A lot of familiar names, a lot of uh, previous winners on the show and stuff, and people that we have met, and some new faces. So, first question from Purgatog What's up, buddy? I'd like to know the best life lesson magic taught either of you. This could be a whole episode, I suppose. Yeah, this is uh, interesting. You know, Eric Landis, when I was at GP San Diego a couple weeks ago, which mm-hmm. will be like a month ago when you're listening to this, asked me a very similar question. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, why don't you you get an answer? Sure. Um, I don't know if it's the best life lesson. Uh, magic's taught me lots of lessons, uh, and I have usually find a way to apply them to life. I think one of the ones that gets instilled in uh, players the longer they play um, and the more they play and the more they analyze how they play is the ability to look at something that you've done critically and know if something the, the choices you made were correct or not. They don't even need to necessarily be right or wrong, but just to know that you need to you can look at these things that you've done and be able to analyze them and help 
formulate your decision process the next time, make you slightly better at doing something, and strive for betterness, I suppose. I love that answer. Uh, mine's very similar because that's one of those core philosophies of life. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you can look at games and all games and sort of take the lessons learned and apply them to the real world and to your life, you'll find so many gems yeah. in there. And the ability to sort of criticize and self-actualize and to inflict change upon yourself and improve, you know, meticulous self-improvement is something you can learn from games. And then oh, you yeah. can therefore apply that to being better for at job interviews or all million things in your life. And so I think magic is a game. It's hard to point to any one thing. And it's hard to say magic because I've learned a lot of things from poker and, yeah. you know, all kinds of things. But that lesson of I am a work in progress I'm always going to be a work in progress. You're always going to be that busy bee. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bing. That was Bing. good. There you go. Um, that life lesson is very important. And if yeah. I could instill that to anybody out there, I would say, if you think of yourself as a work in progress, it lessens any failures you have now, you know, mentally, because right. I can improve that. Mm-hmm. And it also makes, you know, tomorrow and the next day and the next day just seem so much better because... I am going to continue to improve at whatever I'm doing. Yeah. And really magic gives you the ability to see that and know you can do it. Yeah, it's a really, I think it's a very tangible when you play a game like magic or a strategy game, going from losing all the time to starting to win to starting to have your own personal level up moments. I mean, you have those in re- real life all the time. Yep. You just may not realize it. Yeah, you don't notice them. And, yeah. and, and if you can do that with magic, then you can do it with your job. You can do it with your relationships. You can do mm-hmm. it with anything in your life. And so, yeah, that's one of the great things about games in general and, and definitely magic. Yeah. All right. Our next question comes from at Sharenos. Do you have any really weird traditions in deck building or playing? And do you have any pet cards that might not be that good? Hmm. Well, weird you're... traditions. I mean, I have pet cards. Fate Stitcher, we Fate know, Stitcher, but yeah. Fate Stitcher is good. Uh, Market Festival is one that that's I point to a lot. Yeah, yeah. That I think almost no one plays and I still think is good. I think your weird tradition isn't that weird. You just like to build five color. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Your weird tradition is you just like to have red in there. Yeah, I like to have red in there, and uh, it's not weird, but I like to have pretty lands, I guess. Oh, yeah. You like foils and shiny stuff. Yeah, I'm I'm a big foil shiny stuff person because, it, to me, I'm also investing every time I buy something. And if it's like, hey, it's 50 cents more for the foil version of it, I'm like, sure, why not? It's funny because I'm way more invest in like a cool case that holds my deck or a cool deck box. <laughs> yeah, you got a lot of cool deck boxes. Yeah, th- that's weird though. Like that's a similar thing, right? But you're you're much more likely to buy a foil version right. of a card, whereas I'm like, I don't care. The non-foil will do the same thing on the battlefield. Yeah, but you're for right. whatever reason, I'm like, I want my deck box to look cool. Well, here's the thing though: if your deck box does well in real life, it actually protects better than. But uh, I don't care about that. I don't even double sleep. That's true. That's true. I was I, trying to figure out where it was the same. I just think it's maybe it's just differentiating. Like uh, you already cornered the market on like, I'm never going to have decks that are as beautiful as your decks. So then I can therefore, like, there's no reason to compete in that realm. I might as well just have better deck boxes. That's true. At least I have a chance there. I feel like the professor from Tillerian College could really identify what we're doing here. He has just ruined me because he's like, (laughs) he always reviews something. And I'm like, I have to buy that now. And then I, you know, I buy it. And of course, it's awesome because he's not wrong. Yeah. But then it's like, what do I need an awesome case to hold on my deck boxes? Not really. You need a billion different cases. (laughs) Yeah. You need a little bit of everything. Weird traditions, I don't know if I have any. We'll I'll have to pay attention, and I'll, we'll get back to you on that one. Um, all right, Jeskai Angel 
says, how do you judge when is the right moment to use a removal spell or board wipe? How do you know a threat is serious enough? Oh, May, we just did. We did an episode on this yeah. Yeah, called Sandbagging. Um, but we can go over some basic things again for this. Uh, the right moment to use a removal spell and board wipe is when it saves your life, for one. There's a there's sort of a saying in, I don't know, the strategy of decision making uh-huh. is don't make the decision until the moment you have to make the decision. Until then, keep your options open. Right. Now, this is not always true, but in general... That's why instants are better than sorceries because instants, you can literally wait until they turn it sideways mm-hmm. and announce you as the person they're attacking to use it. Whereas a sorcery, the last minute you can use it is oftentimes your turn. Yeah. I'd, I'd say for something like a board wipe, um, the best time is almost always when you know your plan. Like you have a plan post board wipe. It's not just, ah, I'm scared. Then you get rid of everything and be like, okay, that was good, right? No, it's I need to get rid of everything. And because of that, I'm going to hold these cards in my hand back and I'm going to do this with it, et cetera. And I'm going to do this because I know they want to play their general next turn and swing out at someone. So like really just planning and, and trying to know what other people are doing and know what you want to do and have a plan is probably the best time to know when is the right moment to do something. I'm really stingy with my board wipes. I tend to try and hold them a little bit longer than I want to. They're just so powerful. Yeah, a lot of times you're like itching and you're like, God, I, sh- I got to fire off that board wipe. Yeah. It's getting scary. It's getting scary. And, and when I'm there, I usually am like, can I hold off one more turn? Mm-hmm. You know, just because the later you can play them, the better they're going to be. Yeah. But every once in a while, you're going to, if you do that, you're going to. Or gonna... even better, someone else is going to play one. Yeah. And that's another good reason to wait is because I don't want to waste it if somebody else is going to do it. Yeah, and um, it's almost like a game of chicken sometimes, <laughs> and you're gonna do that sometimes, and and you're gonna be like, oh, you killed me, and I could I should have board wiped. Yeah, this is also one of those things that you need to make mistakes on before you, you know, are, are perfect about it. Um, some games you should just be like, maybe I'll try and hold the board wipe a little longer than I normally do, and see if it has an effect. And don't obviously your empirical evidence isn't gonna just be that one case. You know, right. examine what happened around the game too, but. It's good to test it out, you know, see if using it and waiting it or seeing if you can bait something out of someone else's hand is the right way to play it this time based on their deck, et cetera, et cetera. All the good stuff. All right. Uh, oh, boy. This Twitter. Okay. It's <laughs> D- Defyfe Kyle Lin. Defyfe D- Kyle Defyfe Kyle Lin. So. Okay, Kyle Lin. All right, Kyle Lin. Will you guys be coming to North Cal? Uh, I want to play against you guys and the professor. Well, the professor's in Central coast right central north ish yeah san yeah. fran area where are we area. talking about kyle are we talking about sacramento are we talking about north carolina Do you mean <laughs> to say north car not north cal <laughs> i hope we're not i don't know <laughs> why the professor would be there if we're talking about san francisco jimmy and i are definitely planning on going up there yeah. we want to plan a trip when i get back um also i've September, been promised october i think would be a good time to do it yeah we've been promised uh the best oysters we've ever had which that's worth the trip right there also we've so been lovely. wanting to collaborate on a video with prof for a while here and, and we need to all get in the same spot to maybe do that so yeah yeah definitely so soon, soon. I, i'd say the the chances of us getting up there before the end of 2015 are moderately high i say pretty high pretty i'm high. bringing the box of innistrad we'll try and get wedge to come out i don't know if oh, that'll happen but we'll definitely box. need a few extra people to draft with us you know so keep in touch kyle because you might be invited yeah or keep in touch the fifth i don't know the five the five that reminds me of shakespeare you know the drum and the fife. Oh, wow. But fife is spelled different, so it's not that. Yeah, fifedom. Um, next up is from Filthy Casual uh, with a PH and 7F. Uh, I want to hear your ideas on possible abilities of four-color generals. Let's share them up some interest. First things first, this isn't a question. This is this is a demand. 
<laughs> Phil, what are you doing? You know, I've thought oh, about. I really the, hope his name is Phil. And it is. It is. Oh, it is. Okay, cool. Uh, we he won something at one point. I, I remember us saying this, or we've mentioned him before, uh, because I remember his name is awesome. Phil the Casual. Nice. Yeah, I'm sure his name is Phil, and if it's not, I'm calling you Phil forever. <laughs> um, well, I've thought about this a little bit. To me, the four color commanders are more about the color that's missing. So let's mm-hmm. say the four colors minus green. That's the commander, right? Yeah. Well, that one should have something about it that sort of precludes, like it should have a downside that like... Uh, that like, they need green for. No, no, that they, like something that takes away mana ramp or makes oh, mana gotcha. ramp harder. You know, it should have huge upside from all the other colors, but its downside should be... Like, it doesn't have green, so... You can't add more than five mana to your mana pool from something or every... Yes, or each... Something crazy. Yeah, you can't... Yeah, something like that each turn or something like that. Or every time you cast a spell, it costs one more. Oh, yeah, interesting. Because that green is missing, so mana is where you're hurt. But if it's, let's say, it's red, then (laughs) anything you have does two less damage or something. Mm -hmm. You know, anytime a source you control would deal damage to an opponent, it deals you know, two less than that or that whatever. That is awesome. I didn't think about it like that, and that's a really cool way to build it. I mean, it would still have upsides mm-hmm. from the other colors, but it would each one of them would have one downside that's the missing color. You right, because the big thing about four-color generals is that they could be very overpowered because it's akin to playing five-color almost. You just right. have access to so much more. Yeah, maybe the white one just says you cannot gain life, you yeah. know? Something like that. So each one would be really about. The if color only that's life didn't really matter anyway. <laughs> yeah, that, that that one would clearly be the best. Which would? Was... Which one would you like to play? Uh, I think the if one. If they followed that format. Yeah, I think the one. Boy, not the one minus green or blue because that's card card drawn red. Yeah. yeah. Um, probably, I would probably say red. <laughs> red or black? Yeah, red or black. Yeah, although black has tutors. Black would be interesting. Yeah, black does have tutors. I don't know. I feel like the red ones, like there are ways to win without having to deal damage. Like, yeah, that, for that sure. That would be a huge concern if that for if that sure. was sort of the direction they went with it. Yeah, it would depend on what the upsides were on the cards too. Like yeah. what they're, but I think each one having a, a minor negative ability that has to. Do Maybe that color. the red one is you can't like play artifacts or something crazy. Uh, oh, oh, the then abil- I really wouldn't want to play yeah. that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because red just loves tinkering with stuff too. So, uh, uh, cool question, Mister Doctor Magnet asks favorite foods to eat while playing or after playing edh question mark also not a question but we're close enough <laughs> well i always have beef jerky whenever we're at the um yeah or chips yeah if we go to like a pre-tq or a P- the old days the ptqs it was usually beef jerky and a granola bar yeah. granola bar yeah yeah i think staying hydrated is really important but keep those liquids away from the table yeah or with a cap or with a cap I actually yeah. won't play at like a tournament or something with like a soda can mm-hmm. or something like that i'll only play with the type of bottle that you can screw the cap on yeah there's just too much happening and there's too much out of your control is the big one that you and the worst thing ever would be spilling your drink onto someone else's cards yeah yeah um i didn't eat dinner yet so i'm thinking about food a lot and after talking about oysters already i'm thinking foods i'm gonna eat after we podcast i'm gonna get some tacos oh yeah well taco bell is sort of my podcasting food because between my house and Jimmy's place. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> there's really only one drive-through and it's a Taco Bell. Yeah, there's like a Wendy's somewhere along the way too, isn't there? It's sort of off the way. Like if I oh, yeah. I'd have to go out of my way a little bit. And sometimes I do cuz I get sick of Taco Bell every Thursday. But. Yeah, sounds about right. Um uh, Ray 716 says, "What do you think of the announcement of enemy color decks for Commander 2015 and what do you hope will be in them?" 
Uh, I've talked about this before, and we've talked about it, how Boros is just such a hard archetype to play because it's aggro and aggressive, and it's just hard to make a good deck that is successful and viable in Commander. So I, I would love to see a red-white Commander that is not just straight aggressive yeah. and fits in the Boros type. I mean, it could have we Boros. we got plenty of those. Yeah, we got plenty of those. What if it took land tax and outpost siege or the Chandra Pyromaster ability to yeah. exile a card at the beginning of your upkeep mm-hmm. and tag that onto a card. That would be insane. So what if it had something to do with artifacts, like tinkering? Like, oh, there you go, because we know red's yeah. gotten into that. Yeah. What and, if it was and, a green-white goblin? There's a, there's, there's, green-white? There's a oh, red-white. I was going to say there are no white goblins. But there's plenty of goblin cards, you know? I know. It would just be a t- goblin tribal. I don't know. To me, like, well, give it could me be something, something that's different. Like, that can tinker with artifacts in some way, the same way that Jaredi, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be cool because white has affinity to artifacts. So. Yeah. Well, it would be called saint Doretti. it's the holy version of Doretti. is red white pope Doretti. pope Doretti. <laughs> that card he, it's he, funny that we he both, has a pope hat man. he does he totally yeah, does oh my gosh it's funny that we both concentrate sort of on boros because there's plenty of other commanders in the other uh-huh. colors uh but boros to me is like the one that's really hard to build also i wouldn't mind a good is it yeah joyra's good say, is it uh but melek's tough there's it's 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 a niv mizzet is good but you sort of end up going Draws the same direction yeah um, yeah, I think is it needs a little bit of help. Um, it's just something gonna... interesting that just doesn't have to do with like instance and sort. It's like storm, basically. Yeah, right I'm really ex- looking forward to buying the Commander 2015 product or 2016 in this case. Uh, oh, 2015. Oh, 2015. You're right. I'm looking forward to buying 2015 and then never having to worry about having like a legendary card in two color pairs. Yeah, true. You'll just pairs. always you're gonna have with... all cool new ones. I mean, I'm really hoping for at least like five to six new. Uh, legendary creatures in every commander color, but I feel like we'll, we're gonna get three. Right, we'll, we'll get two per pair. I bet two, two new ones. Oh, and one ten yeah. total. And there's only one oversized foil this time around. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah that makes sense because they need to fit in room for tokens and stuff. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um. Okay. Uh. At Jake R B. Jake R B. Jake R B. Or Jake R B. Jake running back underscore six six. Jake. Oh, that's probably that's a good call actually because he's got his jersey number on there. Yeah, there you go. At Jake Running Back sixty six, if you could create a new Commander's Arsenal type product with essential staples, what cards would be in it? Divin- uh since he's divining, divining top. top, divining top, divining, divining. I think it's divining. We got correct. Umazawa's Jite. That's good. There's two. Uh, by the way, Commander's Arsenal, all the cards are foil. The original one is incredibly sold out everywhere. It's like super marked up now, but had like Sylvan Library in there. Yeah. Um, um, had a com- foil command tower, which is really cool. So we'd have Jite, uh, Divining Top, Mana mm, Crypt. Mana- oh, gosh. Uh, that product would sell for so much. Guy's Cradle. Guy's Cradle, yeah, for sure. <laughs> which um, is, it's just unrealistic, but let's just this go. This is called Commander's Arsenal Value. <laughs> um, it would it would be MSRP like 200 but it would actually be on sale for like a thousand dollars because they're all foil no one, everyone would just cards, be mad yeah. why'd you guys design this no one yeah. can buy it uh what are some other um I could I could see them doing like another soul ring or like maybe a well, mana crypt. print yeah it's true oh you know or like a kind of like a um, foil soul ring yeah or like a, a cool new Thran dynamo or something um academy rector be sweet. oh that's a really good one yeah you need like at least one from each color right consecrated sphinx oh yeah that's good uh stoneforge mystic Oh, uh, snap. This thing is getting... The price is just going up and up and going, up and up. And then Iona Shield of Amiria. Yeah. For the 80th time. 
definitely Iona. Um, I want to see what's the. How about just all tuck cards? Hinder, Chaos Warp, <laughs> Oblation. That's amazing. Yeah, they'll call it from the vault against Iona and then from the vault Iona, which is just 15 prints of Iona. <laughs> um, what, what's the. Um, What's the tutor that is the red one for one and a red? Gamble? Uh, no, no, that's just a single red. Yeah, Gamble would be sweet. Um, but also the the creature that was from... Oh, Imperial King. Recruiter? Imperial Recruiter, yeah. Oh, that's a good one. Man, we oh, just, yeah, just all P3K. All P3K, yeah. Yeah, it's um, Cruel Tutor, uh, Vampiric, Vampiric Tutor. Vampiric, yeah. It's just all tutors. It's oh, my the, gosh. Sheldon Menery would hate this. <laughs> Arsenal. Uh, you you throw the Oracle of Maldaya in there, maybe. Um, I don't know. I mean, there's t- there's so many sweet cards that you could put in there. I feel like you'd want to do. It'd be sweet if there's just one of each tutor. I just want Mana Crypt in there, or or else let's ban it. And then uh, Divining Top. I feel like is just like most decks need that card. Yeah. Even though it's annoying because it makes the game take long. Yeah. yeah. Uh, otherwise, just ban it. Again. Great question though. I really like yeah. that one. Um, at Wonder Lowy asks. While you're talking about tokens, uh, this is back when we did our token talk, what do you do for tokens? Buy them, use dice? If so, how do you tell if a dice is tapped? Is there a cheap way to print tokens that don't look awful? I think um, definitely you can print them mm-hmm. off the internet. There's a lot of sites. If you just if you just Google like printable MTG tokens, you'll get all kinds. Yeah. And what you do is you print them out, and then you take a basic land and put it in the sleeve and then put those on top of the basic land for your yep. token. Um if not, I, you can just use the back of cards. That's um, those the ad cards. Yeah, ad cards are great. Can work, or you can get um, a different kind of sleeve with a different back, and just even empty sleeves. Although you could put basic lands or something in there, yeah. to give them some uh, what's weight. The word? Some weight, yeah. yeah, and just flip those over and use those because they won't look like morphs because they'll be different back than your yeah. cards. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. you can use that. Uh, dice, we use dice all the time. They're yeah, fine. This is actually an interesting topic because let's say you have like 40 tokens of something. You're not going to make 40 ad cards and put them on. Right. You'll do 2d20 on a yeah. single card and say these are 40. And then usually what we do is it, use a different color dice so that when you attack with some of them, you can actually tap the token card yeah, sideways. Yeah, like if it's red, they're tapped. And if it's yeah. blue, they're not. Yeah. Especially with cards that like make a token each turn because some of them have summoning sickness. Um, so you just want to make sure that when you make your tokens, you tell everyone else what's happening so they just know. So that they, they don't look at your board and be like, wait, is that plus 20 plus 20 or is that 20 of something? Right. Yeah, the most important thing is to be clear yeah. so that everybody knows what it is so that you're not like gaming the system by confusing everybody. Yeah. Otherwise, I don't think there's a lot of rules as far as... I'm personally not a huge fan of printing tokens if you don't have to just because wasting ink is always tough. Like my printer, every time I have to refill some ink on it, I'm just... So unhappy. <laughs> I mean, I'm happy when Dan Locke sends me a bunch of cool Groot tokens. Yeah, that is pretty sweet. There are some other cool products out there that we might mention in a future show that you can buy that are like customizable tokens that you can always change and stuff too. So someday we need Jimmy and Josh tokens. Oh yeah, you're a goblin. Yeah, I'll be. A, I don't know what I am. You'll yeah, just be Fate Stager. A soldier. There's, there's no Fate Stager tokens. Yeah, now there is. It's, it's zombie. Zombie. Yeah. Zombie go. Fate Stager. Have to be a zombie. No, no. We'll figure out something better for you. <laughs> you got to be something blue. I feel like that. You're Josh the Blue. At some point, and this is not one of the questions, but yeah, we've been talking about it and we've just been procrastinating it. But we need, we know, we know, we need play mats. Yeah, probably there's probably a T-shirt at some point, and then maybe some tokens. You know, we need those things. Maybe happening sooner rather than later. Yeah, Uh, maybe in time for the Christmas season. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah, How very festive. How very festive. Bunch of goblin Jimmy tokens. (laughs) You get them Deck in the, the mail. Halls, everybody. Like, ha- Merry Christmas. They're like, what the heck is this? Like, uh, <laughs> Deck yeah. the halls with Jimmy Goblins. Rabble, 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 rabble. Wow, we're singing Christmas music. What happened? Already, yeah. Oh, hey. 
WC Power 9. Jake. What up, buddy? What are the commanders that you will never play? I'll play every commander. Um, I don't know. I, I find that I will not play Voltron commanders as much. It's not like I'll never play them, but I'm just not as interested because I already have two Voltron decks, you know? Yeah. Um, Iona. I'll probably oh, never yeah, play Iona. True. I don't think I'll Mono play Mono White. Mono yeah. White in general. I mean, they'll have to make a new Mono White commander because at the moment I wouldn't play any of them. Just Mono White's so hard. Nahiri's kind of fun. Yeah, it's just, man, no mana ramp, no card draw. It's just so hard. Especially when you're trying to go wide with tokens and stuff. You don't have ramp. It's, like, tough. Very tough. Yeah, for sure. Um, In general, I would be open to most commanders, but... Yeah. Yeah. Not, mono White. I'll have to look through the list. Yeah, I think the monocolored commanders would definitely be at the top of the... Probably will not end up playing a lot of these. Yeah. Um, From Proxy156, what are some of your favorite budget utility lands for EDH? Um... Homeward Path. Homeward Path is amazing. Vault of the Archangel. It gives your creatures death touch and lifelink. Oh, that's a I good think one. It's actually, there's actually a whole series of these ones that do it for um, color pairings. Like uh, Sun Home gives a creature double strike. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Um, um, Cross and Verge we've talked about, which is, I don't know if it counts as utility land. It sort of uh, fetches two lands and yeah. puts them out. All of the hideaway lands are really great, too. There's a series of them that when you play them, you exile the top four cards of your oh, library, yeah, yeah. and you remove one of them from the game, and then you put the rest on the bomb, and then you can cast the card without paying its mana cost if you fulfill some uh, thing, some, like, uh, you have eight power on the board, etc. Um, What was I going to say? Uh, Gavany Township, really good. Oh, yeah, Gavany Township's amazing. Although, I don't know if that's cheap anymore because it does get used in some decks in modern, I think. How about Nykthos? I mean, that card is not Nykthos, that expensive, and it's yeah. great in a lot of decks. I would decks. grab Nykthos's up because I think they're, it has a chance to get more expensive because mm-hmm. every time they print another black card, another blue card, another whatever, then devotion to that color gets stronger. Yeah, definitely. Um yeah, Nykthos, I think, is great. Um, I think all of the uh, double lands, the ones that were just reprinted in Modern Masters, the, the bounce, bounce lands. lands, yeah, I think those are all great, um, especially because a lot of decks have untap abilities, and you're really just making use of those. Um, let's see here. Glacial Chasm. Glacial Chasm, yeah. Glacial Chasm is so good. You will win so many games by just, like, around turn eight, just dropping that <laughs> and being like, whatever, you know, I, I'm going to live at least five more turns. Yeah. Um, yeah. Tectonic Edge. Oh, that's a good one. Just wrecking some lands. Um, What's the land? There's a land that's sort of it fogs. Um, it's like glacial chasm. No, it you have to tap it and pay some mana, but it fogs. I forget what it's called. Dang it! I have it in a bunch of decks. It's just I'm blanking on it right now. Ah. Um, Sorry, bud. Uh, uh, there's also Thespian Stage, which uh, becomes a target of a land. Oh, it's a, and then gains it's a the ability. clone land, right? It's a clone land. Yeah, which is kind of cool. Um, Wasteland, just kidding, that's not budget. That's not budget. <laughs> not even close to budget. Oh, hey, I know this next guy. Oh, yeah? It's Stitcher Gerald. Stitcher Gerald. It's, it's A.E. Marling. A.E. Marling. I ran into him at GP San Diego. Oh, nice. I didn't get to play, but he was. He didn't really want to come out of character. So, <laughs> um, He says, what's the best way to find other commander players at a GP? Hey, he found you. Just run into him, I guess. Yeah. Um, I've just been looking for big decks. I like them that way. Um, so... I mean, just new decks to play against, new players. I'm not sure that I'm the best person to ask. We just tweet, and then people sort of come. Twitter is nice. I said Reddit uh, when we talked about this on Twitter. Um, usually, there's like a mega thread for GP San Diego, oh. and you can just or just post to self. They're like, "Hey, I'm going to be here. I'm going to be at these tables." Like, or like, "Hey, does anyone want to meet up to play EDH?" And there's always people that are going to definitely want to do that and say yes. Like, I, I think that's one of the things that I find asked the most is like, "Hey, does anyone want to play Commander?" 
Like, if I'm a commander deck, like, I don't want to play standard anymore. I've been playing it all day. You know? Or a lot of people, they show up at the GP never intending to play the main event at yeah, all. Yeah, exactly. And I would encourage all of us commander players that are out there, go to your local GPs. Just show up on the site. You don't have to play the main event. There's tons of other stuff going on. There's lots of players, mm-hmm. lots of people just playing pickup games. And don't be afraid to come up to someone, and if it looks like they're shuffling up, being like, hey, is there room for one more? Or, like, hey, can I watch for a round? You know, there's. don't be afraid to... That happens all the time, and we're always like, yeah, sit down, shuffle up, let's yeah, go. Yeah, exactly, let's do it. Yeah, it's just a good way to meet people, play a lot of Magic. It's a ton of fun. Yeah, at Tisha Rashi asks, uh, what are some examples of cards that either of you use that go against something you preach, either pet card or simple fun? This is an interesting question. Yeah, hmm, I'm trying um, to think of them. I mean... What do we preach? I don't like Blood Moon. I don't play it. Yeah, uh, I definitely play Blood Moon. <laughs> I don't preach against a lot of stuff. Like I'm I've long time said like I'm fine with land destruction. I yeah. don't play a ton of it, but I do have Armageddon in the Nekusar deck. Every once in a while I'll I'll pull it out just, I, just to ice the win. Yeah. I mean I dismantled my Kiki Jiki deck because I, I was like, eh, you know, too much draws too much hate. Mm-hmm. And it, going infinite is cool, I guess, but it's not something I want to do every time. It's not time. satisfying. Yeah, it's not that satisfying. Mm-hmm. But I still have infinite combos in some of my decks. So I, I think that's definitely something I do. It's sort of hard to build a good deck that doesn't have a few infinite combos. Whether yeah, or not, if you want to be competitive, especially or yeah, because you're just like enough synergy, and you're just gonna be like, well, I, I went infinite. Yeah. But we don't preach against infinite combos either. I I don't know what we really preach against specifically. You know, one of the mandates or I don't know mission statements for the show was not to tell people how to play exactly as far as like what they find fun. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't like Iona, um, as a card, but I don't get. You know, I don't tell people not to play Iona, and when somebody plays it, I'm like, okay, that's fine. Yeah. You know, it's... It could be just, like, you preach mana ramp, and in one of your decks, you don't have any ramp at all. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't do that, because every time I try it, I'm like, this deck sucks. Why? Oh, I don't have any card draw or mana card. ramp. <laughs> yeah. So it doesn't last very long. Yeah, pretty much. Um, at Benjamin Cook asks our last question, Benjamin Cook 23 how do you make a commander deck fun for you and those you play with? Playgroup says decks are too intense, yet that's my only fun. Well, you need to figure out why they're saying it's intense, for one. You need to really ask and be like, why is it this specific deck? Because it, it could just be one small thing in the whole deck that you can change and still have a lot of fun with it. You know, It, does, it might not be the entire deck as a whole that your playgroup hates. I would also say, like, you're, you're saying, that's my only fun. Have you tried? Like, right. I would say if, if somebody's playing, let's say, a mono blue deck, mm-hmm. what I've heard people call the Mother May I deck, where it's like you're just sort of like everyone else is always, I cast this, are you going to counter it? Right. Uh, you know, that type of deck, which a lot of people, a lot of playgroups don't like. If that's the only deck you're playing, did you try building anything else that doesn't have counter spells? Just try it. Yeah. You know, I'm not saying that you'll love it, but you might find some joy in a deck that's not doing exactly that. I mean, I, it's hard to know without what kind of decks you're playing. Usually heavy control type decks are these sort of iron grip decks, you know, stasis decks and and things like that and and i'm that type of player for sure like jimmy knows i have a stasis deck Mm -hmm. i have you know some oppressive type of decks but i also purposefully made myself build shadowborn apostles decks and like the stop hitting yourself decks and you know because i wanted to try it and get outside of that bubble and i found you know what those decks are tons of fun titania is like a totally fun deck that deck is amazing it's powerful but it doesn't actually it's not oppressive it doesn't stop anybody else it's sort of like i'm gonna do my thing you're gonna do yours who can do it faster yeah yeah definitely Yeah. yeah 
um, yeah, try, try one, find out why they don't like it. And if you don't have any other decks, try building another one and seeing what's going on, you know, like maybe, or just ask to borrow one of their decks and play around with it. Or if you think they really don't understand why it's so much fun, you know, have them play your deck. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, but just know that at a certain point you will have to make concessions. Like everyone has to make concessions because this is a group multiplayer game. So, I mean, sometimes the concession is you got to find new people to play with too, like that are on the competitive level that you're on. Like, mm-hmm. In some respect, and we say this all the time, you're just not going to make people like things they don't like. Yeah. Like, you're not going to teach them to like playing against your mono blue deck. I mean, I'm not, I, I don't have any information. I don't know if that's what it is, but I'm, as an example, like at a certain point, they're not going to like getting their spells countered. So, yeah, agreed. somebody's going to have to, you know, be willing to compromise. And if you're not willing to, and that's fine, you don't, nothing's saying you have to, but sometimes that means, well, I need to find a new playgroup. Yep. All right. That does it for the questions for this first uh, Q&A. We're doing one more Q&A episode with your questions. It's going to be next week. Uh, and, and of because, course, what? I was going to say, because these are short episodes, we're going to skip the end step. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, we'll get back on the end step horse when uh, I get back in the country. The end step horse. Yeah. It also just makes me have an easier life. because I, I could like, see you like fretting about it just then. Like, oh, gosh. I need to talk about something. <laughs> uh, I'll just mention one really fast. Rocket Jump Film School. They had a v- video go viral recently. About uh, why CG oh, yeah, uh, yeah, sucks, yeah. except Very it good doesn't. Video. Yeah, so check that out if you haven't. Uh, I'll link it in the, the it's show. Probably notes. got about twenty million views by now. <laughs> it's at like seven or yeah. four. I don't know. It's it's at a good number. RJ Film School, RJFS. Only good seven times. million. Only seven million. Or yeah. four or whatever it is. <laughs> whatever. All right, cool. Clean up step. Our sister podcast is the Masters of Modern. You can find them at the MM Cast. Alex Kessler and Ben Bateman talk about modern, and they are very proficient in talking about it. They're very good. Great. Check it out. You should definitely check it out. Our <laughs> editor is Eli Cuevas. And special thanks to Jeffrey Palmer for the Living Card Animations. You can find him at Living Cards MTG on Twitter. All right. Thanks, guys, for listening. And we'll see you next time. Peace. Oh, we reversed it. That was weird. Peace. <laughs> Thank you for your attention. For further inquiries, send an email to commandcast at rocketjump.com or ask us on Twitter at JF Wong and at Josh Lee Kwai. See you later, alligator. Greetings, humans. (laughs) (laughs) Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.